Hallelujah. We're going to look at the second covenant today, and that's the Noahic covenant. And uh, I don't know why they put ICs on the end, but they do on a lot of the covenant, Adamic, Noahic. And so uh, that's what somebody did and what we do. But, uh, but the language of God we talked about last week is covenant. God speaks covenant. And throughout the Bible, sadly, people, you'll hear a teaching like this and you'll think this is a new teaching when in reality it is not a new teaching. It has just been absent from what's needed to be teached in the body of Christ. For It's been there since Adam and it's gone all the way through to Jesus and beyond uh, the, the new covenant uh, to where it was unveiled. And these are covenants are all through the Word of God. And they, 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 you run into them when you begin to read the Bible. And that's been part of the problem in this nation and around the world. We've got professing Christians that never open their Bibles up and read them. And I don't know you can, how you can have a relationship with God without reading the Scriptures and getting to know Him through the Scriptures and through prayer and through study of the Word. So we, that's why we've introduced Bible plan and Bible reading. I hope you're reading your Bible this week. I know you are because I'm getting texts, I'm getting questions, and I love it. People are asking. People are helping each other. We're seeing things in the scriptures that we've never seen before. And it's awesome. So keep through reading the Bible plan throughout this year as we continue to do that. But, but, but we bump into these covenants as we begin to read the Bible. And they're like pillars that we bump into. And uh, often we don't understand them sometimes, but we need to understand them. And that's what we're going to do right here. We're going to understand them so that we can, we can be strong in these. And, and last week we said a covenant covenant began and, uh, with Adam, and we're going to see where it ends with Christ. He is the fulfillment of everything. They're going to keep unveiling a little bit more about your salvation. They're going to keep unveiling a little bit more about God and the character of God. And so the Adamic covenant was the first covenant. It was a covenant of works that he instituted, and it's the first covenant that God made with man. We said that God wanted a relationship with man, and in order to have a relationship, he instituted covenant. Within covenant is always has has relationship aspects it always has relationship it always has a meal it always has intimacy between the two parties and there's always an agreement there's always terms built within those covenants for both people to agree on and we said that uh, and when you so God put out a term to his agreement of all the garden you can enjoy freely but there's one tree in the midst of the garden that's off limits to you and if and and, and if you should eat that tree, if you touch the thing that's off limits and t- partake of it, then, then uh, it will become sin to you. And when, you, when it becomes sin to you, you'll no longer be able to be in the pristine garden that I've supplied for you, but you'll be locked outside of that. And that's exactly what happened. The terms of the condition between the two parties that they agreed on was if you obey your part of the bargain, you'll have my presence, you'll have my power, you'll have my protection. I want to give these things to you. And and in your part is to be is I want you to be perfect in obeying that commandment. I want you to uh, uh, be personal in obeying that commandment, and I want you to have perpetual obedience throughout uh, the the the, uh, the age of time. It, you've you've got to keep it always. And so that was the term, man's part, God's part, and that was the the observation of the commandment was to not touch the tree in the midst of the garden. And so if you do, it will become sin. I'll remove you. Adam chose not to obey and ate and he and Eve or Eve did she gave to Adam they ate they partook it became sin to him God put him outside of the garden and God immediately began to go 
into a plan of protecting the garden and protecting mankind from going in and eating of that and becoming that way forever. And so he put a protection outside of the garden last week. We learned, we learned he put cherubim outside of that to protect the mercy of God. And we learned also that he put his word of God out there and said, if you want to uh, now obey and come back into my garden, then you can keep the entirety of God's word. It was one command then. We know Moses brought the law and it became more. And then we know by the time Jesus arrived, there's 600 and some odd commandments that, that we have to obey in order to get back to, to fulfill the law of works and to get back into that place with God. But God knew immediately when he saw mankind do this, he knew immediately that, that all, all from the foundation of the world that he was going to have these covenants that were going to unveil the plan of salvation and he was going to bring man back to himself and not only bring man to himself, he wasn't going to bring him just back to that pristine place in the garden, but he had a plan to redeem man and to make it ever, even better. He's going to come and live inside of man, which he's desired to do from the very beginning. I want to dwell in man. I want, to, I want man to be my habitation. I want him to be the temple of God, the very place of dwelling of God Almighty. And so that's what we see him doing in these covenants. Now, I wish I had a coin in my pocket, but if you have a coin, you can look because immediately when Adam is put outside of the garden, I want you to look at this covenant. The second covenant is going to be a contrast to the first one, and it's a continuation of the first one. This is not a new covenant. The covenant of grace is not a new one after the first one. It's a continuation of the Adamic covenant. And it's like if you had a coin and you took a coin out of your pocket and on one side of the coin is one thing and on one other side of the coin is another thing, but it's one coin. And that's what God had. On one side, He's got the covenant of works. But if you flip the coin on the other side, there is the covenant of grace that we're going to see today. And that's exactly one covenant, but it's continued because God wants to still give all mankind the same thing he gave Adam. I still want man to have my power. I still want man to have my presence. I still want man to have my protection. And so I'm going to continue this covenant of works. The only problem is in the Adamic covenant, it was all about man trying to get to God and, and, and trying to appease his part of the plan. And in the Noah covenant, in the covenant of grace, we're going to see a type of Jesus Christ when it's going to say God is going to come and say, you can't fulfill your end of the bargain, so I'm going to fulfill the end of the bargain for you. And so that's what we're going to see today in this second covenant. And so we said last week that the major covenants, they, they, they always reflect an aspect of Jesus Christ. They always have within them a sacrifice. Somebody has to die. An animal has to be shed or the blood has to be shed. And then we saw that it has to, that there's a partaker of it. And then we saw that it's permanent. The major covenants are always, per, are always permanent. There's other covenants. There's salt covenants in the Word of God. There's, there's the marriage covenant in the Word of God. But they're not what we would call major covenants because they don't have the aspect that these seven that we are looking in at that they have. And so so the Noahic covenant is going to be very, very important. And the reason it's very, very important is because when man got put outside of the garden, evil began to increase and began to become more rapid. They began to spread out, we know, and they began to have more offspring. But when the offspring began to multiply and to spread out, the Bible says that wickedness increased and the thoughts of man became continually evil always. 
And, 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 and so he says, I want this relationship with man, but because of your wicked hearts, I can't have the relationship that I want to have with man. And so he's got a problem. And so he's going to remedy that problem with this, this covenant. And in Genesis 6, 5 through 6, we see that. We see where, where he talks about the world being evil always, man's thoughts being evil always. We, we see where man is given the covenant of works, but then how, how now through Christ is going to come a covenant of grace and it's going to be reflected through the Noah covenant. We're going to see what's really, really going to come that everything the Noah covenant reflects Jesus and it's all about God saving the souls of mankind. And it's absolutely phenomenal. And so, so we come to Noah, and it's all about God saving man. It's no longer your strength being involved like it was in the covenant of works. It's no longer you having to be the one, the strong man, that's going to have to keep your part of the covenant for God. God does something incredible in this covenant. Now, last week we said covenant is the word bareth. And, and we said that covenant has a place of, uh, of, of, of obedience. Uh, Bareth has several ingredients. And if you look at the first one, it says this. It says, Bareth, if you remember, these are the ingredients. I said it was like cooking. And he mixed those in. And, and it comes out like a cake. And that's all. He, in, within all the covenants, you have, you have these main ingredients. You have uh, the, the barar means to purify and to cleanse. We said the word bara means to be partaker of the covenant. That's, that, that we're all invited in to partake of these covenants. It's not just for the rich. It's not not for the poor. It's not for one side. It's not for this person or that person. It's for everyone. Whoever, whoever will, let him come and partake of what's taking place in covenant. The barah was uh, to strike or to smite or to divide. Somebody has to be struck. Somebody has to be smitten. Somebody has to pay the price. But we look at mankind and nobody's there that can pay the price. So the father says to the son, hey, what, you, you, would you be willing to go? Would you be willing to be struck? struck for mankind? Would you be willing to pay the price and become the spotless Lamb of God and pay for the sins of the world? Absolutely I would be willing to do that. And we see the Son of God at just the right time entering into a virgin and becoming a man for the sins to come and die and live obedient for 33 years and to die on a cross and give His life. To be struck, to be smitten, to be divided. And then we see Barath and that's the, the covenant within covenant is the permanence of that covenant. It's eternal. This is not just going to last for a year or so and then do it again. This is for eternity. This is forever. And so we see that built into the Adamic uh, covenant that we're talking about. And then we see the second covenant that we come to. And, and there's a neat word found in Genesis 9-9. Is it up there? If you can get Genesis 9-9. I want you to see something that is in this new covenant that we're coming to or the second covenant that's the Noah covenant. And he says this, and behold, I will, or he says, and, and I, behold, I established my covenant with you and with your seed after you. And so what he's saying here, he uses a, a Hebrew word, establish, and this word simply means hakim, H-E-Q-I-M, and it means a continuation. So what God is saying here is this is not a new covenant with man. This is a continuation of the Adamic covenant that I already instituted, except it's it's not going to be a covenant of works on this side of the coin that man has to keep up his obligation. On this side of the coin, it's going to be a covenant of grace. I'm going to save mankind. 
And so he used the last week's word for the covenant that we would use, and you'll see in the other covenants. In fact, you're going to see it in next week's covenant. The, and I'll tell you at the end, next week's covenant. But it's the, the Hebrew word karath, K-A-R-A-T-H. And that means a new. It's a brand spanking new. But God doesn't use the word karath here. He uses the word hakim. And it means continuation. And so he's not initiating something new here. He is continuing on what he promised to mankind in the one of Adam. He, he's saying it's a continuation of the Adamic. Everything will remain the same. I'm still going to give you my, my protection. I'm still going to give you my promises. I'm still going to walk with you. I'm still going to give you the same thing that I promised Adam. And here's what he says in Genesis chapter 9 verse 1. And God, or, or actually chapter 6, 9, look at it. It says Noah walked with God. Does anybody remember who else walked with God? Enoch did, but who before that? Adam walked with God. In the cool of the day. Adam walked with God. That was part of the covenant. I want fellowship and I will walk with you. Now we see the same thing being offered to Noah. Noah is, is a continuation and it says that uh, it, it says this is the beginning of the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. He was perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Look at chapter 9 verse 1. It says and God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Where else did we hear that with? Who did you hear that with Adam Adam I want you to Eve I'm going to bless you and I want you and your offspring to be fruitful and I want you to multiply the earth this is part of my covenant with you this is part of my plan and so we see the same thing instituted here with Noah Noah walked with God God establishes a covenant with him God blesses him God gives him rule over everything it's just a continuation of the 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 the, the before covenant and Noah gets everything that was promised to Adam he gets everything. However, there's a difference between what was promised to Adam or, or, or there's a little bit of a difference that you're going to have to pick up on here of what when God offered it to Adam and when God offered it to Noah that I think is absolutely amazing. When he offers this to Adam, the diff I mean Noah, the difference is, is now he's saying, I'm going to save you, but it's going to be my doing. And the difference is that you're a sinner, Noah. You're a sinner and, and you're going to have to to be saved. And the way I'm going to save you is that I'm going to be the one to buoy you up. I'm going to, it's going to be my grace that is going to save you. It's going to be me booing you up and not you trying to save yourselves through works to get back into my good favor. So we see he comes now, Noah and his offspring are sinners. He says, now it's not going to be a covenant of, everything's going to continue, but it's not going to be a covenant of works now. It's going to be a covenant of grace that I'm offering to you, Noah, and I'm going to boo you up. I'm going to save you, but it's going to be my doing and not your own. And it's absolutely amazing. So in chapter 5, verse 29, I want you to see something about Noah's dad that he says to him. And even in the name, he says something. Even in the etymology here, he says something. He says, and he called his name Noah, saying this one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has Curse. Now, did you catch it? He will comfort us. 
And Noah's name means rest. It means rest. It means, that's what it actually means. It means, Lamech is saying, this child was destined by God to be used in a covenant to bring rest. Just to bring rest. This child is destined by God to bring rest. Who else was that a type of that's going to bring rest? What did Jesus say in Matthew? He said, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden. Come unto me, and I will, all you that are weary, all you that are burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. Cast your cares on me. Cast your burden on me, God says. And and so we see Noah as a type of Jesus that's going to come and that we're going to receive this rest. Chapter 6 and 8, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So Noah walked with God. Noah believed God. For 120 years, we see Noah continued to build an ark. He believed God. He believed Him. And he continued to build that ark. And he preached. He preached for 120 years till the last day when God begins to shut up that ark and to seal that ark when they go in. In fact, 2 Peter 2.5 tells us that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And the Bible says that Noah saw the old world destroyed and Noah saw sin destroyed and he saw eight souls saved. He and the rest of his family, the Bible says. And Noah and his family were saved and the Bible tells us that eight means new beginnings. And that's exactly what did. He destroyed the old and he began to bring in something new a new world and it had eight souls on it new beginnings were taking place on this world and so Jesus Christ is rest we see this Jesus Christ we're going he says that when you come to me you'll have rest and so in Adam we see man trying to keep his relationship with God but in Noah God is saying all the way through that it's me who will keep this for you that, that and we see that with Christ we not only see it in the name rest we see it with Christ saying I do nothing of myself I only do what the Father tells me to do. That which the Father tells me to do, I do it. I do nothing of my own accord. I do nothing without Him. I do nothing. Everything I hear, everything I judge, everything I do is because I don't seek it of my own will. I only do what the Father tells me to do. Amen? And Jesus believed the Father. He believed the Father all the way to the cross. He's in the garden praying. Father, I don't, not my will, but, 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 but then he finally says, nevertheless, let your will be done. And we see this all the way through where Jesus believed the Father. He continued, he, he continued on and he trusted him. And Noah did the same thing, which is a type of that. And everything that Noah did was in Christ and in the cross that we see. He obliterated our old world and he brings us into a new world. Isn't that what he did at the cross? Didn't he obliterate your old nature? Didn't he obliterate the sin? Sin and the trespasses of sin and everything that was against you and didn't you die with Him there so that you could come out of that place and come out of the tomb and be new, made new. We are new. If you are in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. New beginnings. Today your life can transform out of the old and into the new. Amen? So he obliterated it at the cross. He canceled. He destroyed the power of sin. And everyone who puts in their trust in Jesus Christ, he says, I'm going to save you. Isn't that what Noah did? Isn't that what Jesus did? So we're seeing a type of covenant that's going to come down the road in this Noah covenant where it's going to really be fulfilled. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But that's what he did in Noah. And let me illustrate it through Romans 5. If you got your Bibles or you want to look at the screen, look at Romans 5.12. And it says this, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death 
through sin. And I'm going to slow down because I know I get in a hurry. I'm going to read these so you can take it in and really chew on it. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. You want to know the problems in the world? God, why did you do this? No, you better point the finger back at you because we did this. We did this. We are responsible for the things going on in our world. Amen. Therefore, justice through one man centered in the world, uh, entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned. Not one in this room gets out from under that. You're a sinner. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And listen to what it says that death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Nevertheless, 14, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam who is a type or figure of him who was to come which is Christ in other words the, the, we, didn't, we don't see the law until Moses comes around and, and, and uh, there's, there's that you uh, know you're guilty right I don't know I'm really guilty although we, we, God, God's saying yes you do because it's on the conscience it's written on your heart but however when Moses comes along he puts a speed limit out there and now when you drive 80 miles an hour you know the speed limit 60 and so you're caught it stops your mouth and presents you guilty before God so here we go but the free gift of, uh, is not like the offense for if by one man's offense many died much more the grace of God and the gift by God's grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many for if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Nothing you will do, Noah. I'm going to destroy everything old, everything wrong, but will keep you buoyed up by my grace so that you will live. And then Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. It's not you. I'm buoying you up. I'm saving you. I'm saving as many as will get into the ark. I will buoy you up by my grace. I will keep you by my grace. But I'm destroying everything and I will be the one. If you'll come to me, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Now look at verse 18. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in the condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in the justification of life. You do nothing to earn your justification. You do nothing. It's absolutely by faith through grace. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. Now you're without excuse. Now the law has come and stopped your mouth and showed you your exceeding sinfulness and proven you guilty before God and needs to run you to the grace of God. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So God says all that this evil has filled the earth Man left the garden, spread all over the world. Noah, build an ark. Noah, build an ark because the whole world is going to become completely flooded. 
Yet I still want fellowship with man. I still want to offer my power to man. I still want to offer my presence to man. I still want to offer my provision to man. But, but I've seen that, or, or I know that man can't do this in your own, their own strength. And you need to see that man can't do this in their own strength. And so I'm going to provide the solution. I'm going to provide the plan. I'm going to provide the protection. I'm going to provide the covenants that are going to get you to the place where you see that it's I who saves you and not you yourself. So I have to save mankind. I have to bring them into fellowship with me like I want to and so Noah builds an ark Noah builds the ark and then all of a sudden on the next we have a covenant that's coming and then all of a sudden storm clouds begin to arise and all of a sudden the rain clouds begin to come and the rain begins to come and all of a sudden eight souls go inside this boat the only eight souls willing to go into the plan of God only the eight souls that will come and Noah and his family go into that ark and Noah they can do nothing to save themselves BJ it's nothing the rain start coming and it's God's grace that lifts them up and begins to buoy them up and begins to hold them up above the storms of life. And you see all the people who chose not to get inside the ark. They're drowning and crying and banging on the side of the door asking for help to let them in because now they're just going to perish. And that's what a world does without God. They're destined to perish. And so a flood is going to cover the old world. And what grace does through Jesus Christ, it removes the law as the means to find God. Do you hear me? What grace does through Jesus Christ is that He removes the law as the means to finding Him and finding salvation in Him. He removes the covenant of works off of you. This is good news message today. He's, going, he's saying, I'm going to the cross and I'm going to die on that cross and I'm going to fulfill every command of the Father. All those 600 commands and then some. I'm going to fulfill every command of the Father and God was holding him up and he buoyed that and the covenant of works will be done away with and the covenant of grace shall supersede on the next slide the law of works. The covenant of grace is going to supersede the law of works that the Bible says. And all of this is seen in the second covenant. And so the flood covered all the wickedness of mankind and it was just like the blood that was shed at Calvary that covers mankind's sin. That's exactly what it was. They must be having trouble with that. But everything that Noah's flood is reflecting, Christ did the same for us on the cross. So I want you to go home and I want you to read this and I want you to see Christ Christ in every bit of it. I want you to see the trespasses and sin. I want you to see the flood or the blood covering the earth and covering the trespasses. I want you to see God booing up those who will come to live in His grace and in His mercy and in His forgiveness and being buoyed up and kept up so that they can be safe and saved. And it's all reflecting what Jesus did on the cross. Now let me give you another example. Bring somebody, Caleb, bring me that glass bowl right here. And let's just bring it in. And bring me that pitcher of water. And let me make it a little bit more clear for you. And bring me those rocks. That was the only thing I could do to collect rocks, but I thought pretty fitting that they would be in a trash can. I didn't plan that, but, but this is basically what happened in this covenant. This right here is our sin. 
This is all the wickedness. All your wickedness. All my wickedness. All my failure. All the lust. All the lying. All the cheating. All the stealing. In the earth. Filling the earth. And then God says, no, I want you to build an ark. And He puts us right in that place. Puts us right in there on top of all that. And you can still see your failures. You can still see your sin. You can still see your trespasses. You can still see all the lying and all the cheating and all the murdering. And God says, I'm going to cover that. I'm going to cover all of that. Brad, I'm going to cover all the years of pornography. I'm going to cover all, all of the sickness and sin. And the devil says, oh, Brad, you just, you, you just think you're righteous. You just think you're saved. Remember what you did. Remember the lying. And so God begins and says, get in all who will. Let them come and get out of the covenant of works and into my covenant of grace. I want to continue to give you my presence. I want to continue to give me my power. I want to continue to give you my, my provision. And so God begins to flood the earth with his, with, with, and he just floods the earth and floods the earth and floods the earth and it's all there and then all of a sudden in his presence and his power begins to rise and it begins to he begins to just flood it and 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 flood it until that boat begins to rise and it begins to float above all that he destroyed and that's exactly what takes place in this covenant he says i'm going to destroy the wickedness i'm going to destroy i'm going to destroy all the trespasses i'm going to i'm going to take the old world and i'm going to flood it and destroy it and when i do i'm going to rise you up i'm going to buoy you with my grace and that's exactly what jesus christ comes to do he comes to live inside of us and buoy us up above everything so that we can survive and we can live in Him. And we can have our living in Him, our, our movement in Him, and everything on Him. And that's exactly what He did on the cross. There is an ark called the cross of Calvary. And it holds us up, and it floats us. And there is a flood called the blood of Jesus Christ. And there is wickedness in the world that is covered by the flood. But friend, you're going to be buoyed up by the grace of Almighty God. That's what the Noahic covenant is about. I will come and I will save you by my power, by my presence. You don't think the presence of God is in that ark? You don't think the presence of God is in that ark with Noah? You don't think the power of God is causing as that storm like never begin to be on the face of the earth begins to pick him up above his sin, above his trespasses, above everything and begins to lift him up. My power will do this. My presence will do this. My protection will be upon you. And that's exactly what. And I'll destroy the old and I'll bring you into the new. That's what grace can do. Where are your remaining sins? Oh, they're not there. Where's your remaining sin? Where's my pornography? Where's my lust? Where's my thievery? Where's my drug addiction? Where's my alcoholism? Where's my this or that? It's drowned. It's destroyed. It's carried away. It's taken care of by the blood or by the flood or whatever you want to call it. It's taken away. And God has now covered your sins. Now He is taking care of them. And if you are in the ark, then where is your sin that's gone? 
And where is Satan's power? It's gone. And Jesus is booing you up like a life jacket, like a greater than a life jacket. And so, so his presence is in the ark, booing you up. He, he's, he's come alive and he's inside of you. And he's saying, I'm, I want to establish a covenant of grace. And in that covenant, I do it all. And he didn't want man to lose out on what he had provided. Folks, for God so loved the world, he gave. I mean, he loved, folks, don't ever accuse God of not loving mankind and not loving man. Look at the, look at the second pillar and what links he's going to, to 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 save mankind to preserve mankind i want a relationship with you i want fellowship with you i want my presence to be with you i want my power to be with you i want i want my protection to be with you and i will do it all the way through until the ends of the earth and i'm going to give you an opportunity to be buoyed in my love and in my mercy and in my grace father we love you we thank you god for the new the the covenant of grace. God, thank You for the covenant of works because in it You're revealing something. But God, thank You that that, that you You carried this covenant on through to Noah. And God, you flip the coin and all of a sudden you say, man, you can't do it, so I'm going to save you. I'm going to destroy the old and the wicked and everything that's perverted and everything that will not come into relationship with me. And I am going to bring you into my covenant, and I'm going to, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to do it. I will save you and I will buoy you up and we'll, 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 uh, you'll come into a new beginning with me. And, and, and you'll have my presence, you'll have my protection, you'll have my power. And, 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 and I will fulfill the works of the law for you on your behalf and I will bring you into my precious, precious grace. It will keep you and it will preserve you for all time. And it's seen in Noah, but it's fulfilled in Christ on that cross. The, it, that it's just absolutely just that He destroyed the covenants of work, the covenant of works with every handwritten ordinance that was against us, with every sin, everything that every accusation, Colossians says, He, he took it and He never nailed it to the cross and he, and he destroyed the works of Satan. He destroyed our sin. He destroyed the trespasses against us and He took them away. And oh God, it's grace and grace alone now that keeps us and preserves us and buoys us up and brings us into new life in Christ. And oh God, we thank You for that. We praise You for that in Jesus' holy name. We thank You that the blood covers the old world of sin and God, now we can be raised to newness of life in this grace of God with Jesus Christ. So we thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. We give you the glory today. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I don't even know where to go from here. It's mostly kind of a teaching that's supposed to take you deeper in the Word. I think most of us are believers here. But we're going to play a song just to worship Him and just thank Him for the covenant in closing. And if you need prayer for something, if you are not in covenant with Christ today, if you're still living under the covenant of works, trying to make yourself right before God, bringing a silly fig leaf, covering your sin and shame with with foolishness and coming into the presence of God, then take that off today and admit what you are and, and, and let Him cover you in His righteousness. That's what He's wanted to do since the foundation of the world. He'll forgive you. He'll bring you into, into His family and He'll call you clean. He'll impute His righteousness to you and take your filthiness. Uh, if we're all sinners and it all was passed down through Adam, He says, give me that and I will take that and I will give you my garment. I'll give you my my." 
cleanness and uh, you will be clean for all time. And so, so He wants to do that for you today. If you don't know Christ as Lord and Savior, come up here and talk to me. Be glad to talk to you about that if you need prayer for something. If not, let's just listen to a song that we're going to play here as we'll dismiss after that. But uh, just, just look at this. Just look at this. And just worship Him. And just thank Him. Some of you kind of need to come because you constantly go back from a covenant of grace into a covenant of works and you're constantly letting the devil beat you up and throw stones at you for past things you've done that are already forgiven. And so just rest in the grace. Rest in Noah today. And rest in the second Noah and just think about that. So let's worship Him and thank God for the covenant of grace today.